What's going on, everybody, and welcome to The Prep Talk, the podcast that hopes to inspire, educate, and entertain you into your dream jobs. As always, I am your host, Mondo Rodriguez. In this episode, we are joined by not just one, but two guests today, Fred Eichholz and Jordan Finnell, as they talk about their inspiration for film and their most recent project. Let's get it. Three, two, one. You're tuned into The Prep Talk with your hosts, Mondo Rodriguez. It's that whole thing of it's not what you know, it's who you know. Des Sanchez. The thing is, I'm really antisocial, so like you don't really. And Tori Acosta. I can't even solve my own problems. How am I supposed to solve these other people's? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Prep Talk. As always, I am your host, Mondo Rodriguez, along with... Des Sanchez. And unfortunately, Tori cannot be with us here today because uh, she's sick. Yeah, and I think <laughs> Des did something to her. What do you mean? Pretty sure it was you. You were sick first, and then... Well, it's because like I was sick a month ago. That was a month ago. And somehow it just spread. It was delayed. No, it's because there's something going around on campus that I heard of. Like something like respiratory. But she said she had like, you know, strep throat. So I have no idea what's going on with that. I haven't gotten it. I'm good. Yeah. But anyways, guys, we have two special guests. And it works out for us. Tori's not here, so we have an extra chair. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we have two guests today. One of them is a good friend of mine, a former co-worker, actually. He is a Texas State alum. He graduated last year. And our other guest is a senior here at Texas State, fixing to graduate this coming May. So let's welcome Jordan Fennell and Fred Eicholtz. How you guys doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm alive, sadly. <laughs> you look Don't dead. Huh? You look dead. I was at work at 5 a.m. yesterday, and I was just nonstop going, and I didn't go to bed till midnight. Oh, my okay. God. Yeah, so I am out of it. Wait, since you didn't go to bed at midnight, did you hear about the storm? Oh, I was there for the storm. Oh, was, gosh. Yeah. It's that's pretty crazy. A, that's an experience. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm just dead as always. <laughs> Fred, it's been a while. How you been? I'm good. How are you? As I said, I'm alive, sadly. <laughs> All jokes, guys. I am happy to be alive. Life is great. And Jordan, how are you? I'm good. Just just living, you know, ready to graduate. I feel that. So y'all both are film majors. Or Jordan is a film major. Fred. Advertising. You were in advertising. And you told me you had what as a minor? Uh, also theater as a minor. But you said, what did you tell me? It was like some, it was more. Well, so I was, uh, double majoring for a minor. It is just theater, but the, um, the film degree is under the theater category and a film concentration. Okay. And so because y'all two were like very heavy into film, what inspired y'all to get into film? Um, so when I was a kid, I would always watch the behind-the-scenes documentary, uh, mostly for X-Men 2. I would watch that, like, every day. I love that movie. And then when I got older, I saw, like, Moonlight win Best Picture. And then I was like, oh, maybe I could make this. So, yeah. All right, Fred. Uh. 
I'm the same with uh, just watching a lot of the behind the scenes featurettes and really just uh, being drawn to that. And um, I would say it was like Raiders of the Lost Ark was probably one of the first ones I remember watching. And I think it was the first time I registered that like people make these, like people make movies and it wasn't just actors in front of whatever, but there was like a whole crew of people. And so, yeah, I was really drawn by that. thought it was interesting and just wanted to do it. That's crazy because I also like watched a lot of the behind the scenes, especially for like King Kong, the 2005 version from Peter Jackson. Yeah. Um, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was one of my favorites. And I always just wanted to see how they created everything, especially the characters. I was really more into like the character creation of it. And that was pretty dope, which is why I kind of wanted to go into like acting in a sense. And now here I am trying to do voice acting. Mm-hmm. So same, same. Um, did y'all know this was something y'all wanted to do? Like growing up? Um, I wanted to do a lot of things when I was younger. Uh, I started out as an artist and then I wanted to be an actor. And then I wanted to be a musician. And then now I'm a director. So, yeah. Nice. Uh, yeah, I think for me it was like a, a subconscious thing. Like I would be just a little kid. Um begging to borrow my grandma's camera, forcing my sister to be in these, like, dumb home movies. Uh, And then it was probably around, like, beginning of high school that I seriously started thinking of it as a career. I did used to force my cousins in, like, my little videos on my (laughs) iPod all the time, and I would edit them on iMovie. Mm -hmm. I'd tell them, like, it's games, but they're like, no, we want to play the Wii. I'm like, no, we're going to be in this movie. Get ready. (laughs) That's pretty dope. And so why did y'all choose uh, Texas State to do film? Um, Well, my college and career counselor was like, there's a new film program at Texas State. This was in 2019. And I knew that it was had a good theater program. So I said, sure, I'd, I'd like to be at the new thing. Nice. So mine is a lot more uh, on a whim <laughs> than that. I uh, transferred here. And so it was, I was at like a, a community college and I had a friend who was up here and I would like come visit him every now and then. And I just really enjoyed the campus and the town. And um, that led me to start looking at stuff. But, uh, you know, I studied, or I did advertising. So that's kind of more at what I was looking at as what the school had to offer, not really the film stuff. I didn't start doing um, any film stuff until like the following semester. Well, that's what I was going to ask too, because Jordan had a clear idea of what he wanted to do after you know, wanting to be an actor, musician, everything. And then he was like, yeah, I want to be a director. But you went into majoring, wanting to major in advertising. Why advertising? Um, well, because like when I, when I was looking, it, it didn't look like they had a film program here or anything like that. And um, I figured it was in a way to like, not necessarily be a fallback, but at the same time be a foot in the door. Because uh, in my head, you know, I could still do film with an advertising degree. And if anything, that might like maybe just rounds me out a bit more. That makes sense. How did y'all two meet? Um, so we were on this. I was acting in this web series uh, for uh, one student 
the lanes. Yeah, Sunset Lanes. And Freddie was your camera? I was camera. It was my my first, like, student film job. Um, It was this... um, one of the like older guys in the the film club, which we were all like kind of a part of back then. Um, he like it was my first meeting. We got to talking. I was like, oh well, I'm interested in camera, and so he like offered me this like first set experience. And yeah, yeah, I don't remember. I think there's like this uh, group me. Uh, like the non-affiliated film club chat and they always are posting like oh if you need actors let me know and so when I was a freshman I would be like cruising throughout there (laughs) trying to like do something and that's when uh, he found me I guess and um, yeah we clicked there but then we had a our roommate now uh, we were both individually closer with and then we just hung out or started hanging out. Yeah. Wait, you know who their roommate is? No. Jared Dudley. Really? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. No. They. They're like, I know Jared. I was like, that sounds very familiar. And he was like, No, he. No, he's here. with the music department. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, What the heck? And I was telling him the his podcast that he's got. What mm-hmm. was it called again? Gamer Nights. Yeah, Gamer Nights. Whenever I look on the KTSW SoundCloud, it pops up, but I never really like paid attention to it. I was like, he only has one episode out. They're like, no, he's been recording this whole time. And I was like, oh, I feel crappy because I just didn't see the other ones. <laughs> but that's cool, though. He was also on that set. Yeah, he was doing sound. sound. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Because so, he was also wanting to do film stuff around that time, too, but then slowly transitioned over to, to radio and sound. Yeah. But, I mean, that works out for you because it's all just networking at the end of the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jordan actually, he already did a short film called Buzzkill, right? Yeah. How did, how did that start up? Um, so I was in my uh, intro to playwriting class, and I wrote a story about um, two old friends like meeting up with each other and some having some issues and drama. And then, like, about a year later, I wrote it again in my beginning screenwriting class. I did a a different take on it in that they were, like, had been in love, but then everything spiraled out of all of that. And now, uh, or back then, I just turned into my first, my second short film for my advanced directing class. And... You said you won an award for this short film. Yeah, I won audience choice at the San Antonio Black International Film Festival for it. Well, congrats to that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Like I told everybody, I actually saw you uh, in my video production class. We have to do like news packages and VOs and everything. And someone did a feature on you and they brought up, you know, you standing. It looked like a red carpet type of deal. And it was like you standing there, you got pictures, you had uh, your award. And I was like, oh, wow, this dude like really made a short film. And he like did something out of it. And I thought that was really interesting. Thank you. Thank you. Um, And right now you are doing a new short film called The Imposter. 
it's yeah, just imposter. Oh, it's just imposter. Yeah, sorry, no, not like Among Us. Poster. I was about to say, yeah. it's like giving me like Among Us vibes. But um, what inspired you to do that one? Um, so the the plot of it is that it's about an actress who has to decide if her career is worth sacrificing her authenticity because she's playing a lot of uh, stereotypical roles, and it in, I was inspired inspired by my own experience as an actor more specifically as a black actor and um, just seeing what roles that black actors usually get and how they're not sometimes they're not the most nuanced and I got a little angry about it so I was like well I should write about it Mm -hmm. and how did you get Fred involved in this little project Well, Fred worked on Buzzkill, and so... um, Well, for this time around, you know, we live together. Too, So it was kind (laughs) of like, it was an unspoken thing, just like you're already there. Yeah, so I would be... um, I started writing it before we lived together, and then, like, right as we moved in, I'm like, oh, I have this script. And I basically said, you're DPing, so get ready. Um, but then I would, we would just talk and talk and talk about it constantly. And every draft, it'd be like, oh, what's your input? And it'd be cranking out like a draft a week. Wow. Yeah. And then we would just like, we'd basically would just sit on our couch and just go through line by line and talk about like, oh, this can be cut. It'd be interesting if this happened. Uh, we would also just start talking like shot ideas, um, and like we were co-produced it as well, so like we started thinking of like locations, scheduling, just all like the important stuff that you need to like get pre-production-wise. Because the plan was to shoot in like late March, early April, which we did. So. Yeah. So what inspired you? Because I know that you decided that you wanted to go into film as a director, and then you also wanted to go into like film. Well, you have that double major with that minor right so what specifically did you learn uh from classes that you've been taking or have took that would help you in the film industry now um well this one isn't from a class but i uh i my dad was teaching this camp in princeton and i met this actor named delroy lindo who told me that in order to be a good director, you have to take acting classes, which helped because I wanted to be an actor. So um, I, I'd i say taking acting classes has been like the strongest thing for me because a lot of people are don't know how to work with actors or don't know how it works and get scared. And so it's, uh, I think it makes you understand characters more and understand your world more so that you can tell people what you want from their performance better. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I would say the biggest thing that I've learned from class at least is um, the class really gave me an opportunity to kind of like get off my butt and start making some stuff of my own. So I feel like the biggest takeaway would just be applying uh, all the stuff I've learned like in reality on a set with the crew uh so i feel like 
just having that knowledge, just knowing how to like function on a set uh, mm -hmm. is really, really important. And being a student, this is a really great place to start because like you have a bit more uh, leeway with what to do. You're still learning. It's all okay. It's all fun. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'd say also make as much as you can and work with as many people as you can just so you can, um, when you meet people, you don't know if you'll be like working with them for a while or, and two, uh, it just gives you that experience and that way you can leave with like a catalog. Yeah, a very important thing is just like building that network. Um, like I've gotten a lot of opportunities post-grad because of like the people I've worked with on like student films and stuff like that. So having that network is a very, very important thing to do as a student. And try on your projects. Like a lot of people, um, because it's like college and people are stressed and don't want to like put in effort in schoolwork, but like really try and on them just because you never know what you can do with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's there's something about like um, these projects being for a grade that I feel like makes people like not put in full effort or like they'll put in effort, but it's not really like there's not like that drive to really just want to do it and want to do it well. So, yeah, just just do that. <laughs> and you said that you're you're still an undergrad. You're about to graduate. Yeah. How does how do you feel about graduating soon, especially having the experience with these short films? Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty nervous, mm -hmm. uh, but I'm excited to make something that is outside of uh, school. I mean, this film that we worked on, Imposter, was not a school project. Um, but if I, I'm ready to see what I can do when I'm not in San Marcos. Mm -hmm. And for you, as far as like freelancing goes, how has that been compared to you doing? Have you always been doing freelancing? Because um, what's it called? I don't think you mentioned that like when you graduated. So uh, freelancing, I've definitely done a little bit later. Uh, I think the first like big thing I did, I did a wedding in like October 2021. Maybe. So, I mean, I was still in school when I started, but it was always just like little things here and there. And it was usually like people who personally knew me, like um, like the the wedding video. It was it was for a guy that like I grew up with uh, that kind of whole whole deal. But uh, now that I've graduated, I've, I've definitely started pursuing it a bit more. Um, and it's really just like what I'm looking for now is just to get to the point where all that work is consistent. Um, so I haven't gotten there yet, but I'm really looking forward to that. Okay. I mean, even before, um, whenever we first started working together as lifeguards, you said that you were supposed to be on set for a commercial. Isn't that what you told me? Did I? Yeah. Because <laughs> the day that you were supposed to get certified to be a lifeguard. Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I got a text, um, from this lady who had gotten my number from someone I networked with, another alum from here, uh, asking if I'd be available that day around lunch to to come PA 
on a commercial set in Austin. But that day was my lifeguard training, so I couldn't go. Yeah, you chose <laughs> to get certified as a lifeguard over... My true passion. Yeah, your true passion. <laughs> Swimming and lifeguarding. Yeah, and I'm in the same boat you're in, Jordan. Like, I'm fixing to graduate this May as well, and a lot of my stuff has been radio and doing voiceover and everything, which I've done a few gigs doing voiceover. But it's like trying to find something yeah i just did my first paid job like two weeks ago oh nice um which was cool but i'm like okay where's when's the next one coming yeah i didn't pay you but you did voice acting for me you remember that what did i do uh (laughs) in previous (laughs) Like, and previously on oh, keeping up yeah, with the yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and see that's the thing with voice actors too is they do so many things they're just like what did I do um, it was like one line but it was, yeah, it was one line but I gave you like five different takes I do remember that uh, my first paid gig was my first semester here uh, somebody was doing a podcast and they wanted me to do uh, like different voices for different characters in it got paid like 129 bucks but yeah, I was just like, okay, when is th- when is this going to start rolling? When is this start going to, you know, getting good? And, yeah, it's, it's a little nerve-wracking to be like, okay, I'm graduating. What do I do with it now? But, I mean, so far, like, whenever we had Maddie on the show, um, she, you know, that's how I got y'all on was because Maddie was like, hey, you need to get this guy on. He's uh, doing a short film. And as soon as I heard short film, I was like, what's short film? And she was just going around the question. I was like, what is the film? And then <laughs> she was like, imposter. And I was like, with Fred. She was like, you know Fred? I was like, yeah, he's a good friend of mine. And, oh, well, him and Jordan are doing this film called Imposter. And I was like, "I've Fred was telling me about that. Okay. And then like a few weeks later, uh, Henry Del Bello, or Del Bello, <laughs> however you say his name, he was in my, he's in my uh, theater class right now. And he was like, yeah, we just got done shooting this short film. And da, da, da. and I was like, short film. And I talked to him after class. I was like, what is this short film? And he was like, oh, it's called Imposter. And I was like, with Jordan and Fred. He was like, yeah, you know them? He was like, Fred's great. Jordan's great. And I was like, yes, I know <laughs> I know Fred. Well, thanks, Henry. Yeah. Shout <laughs> Henry. Like, it's kind of slowly getting track. Like, I've only talked to, like, two or three people that know about the short film. But it's gaining traction. And y'all started this, uh, what was it, this? Go fund me, friend raising. Uh, Indiegogo. Indiegogo. Yeah, Indiegogo. Uh, how did that go? What was y'all's limit again? Um, we wanted to make 4K, but we made 3K. Or so. And really um, nice. Indiegogo has a, a flexible goal, so it's not um, all or none. It's you keep what you raise, which mm-hmm. is really nice. Yeah. Um, and I know, like we we spent a long time like talking about how much should we. Uh, try to raise for a goal I remember there's like at one point we were thinking 2k 3k um and in my head I I think I I finally convinced Jordan to do 4k because in my mind if we said 2k I feel like we were only going to raise like 1500 and so this way we would like we're like we could do 2k we could work with 2k so let's do 4k and try to get more than that and then see if we could keep pushing it and pushing it and yeah we we got Three thousand uh, dollars. It worked out well. I'm really happy with yeah. it. I'm, <laughs> I'm surprised a lot of people donated it, but it was it was really cool. 
So uh, thank you to everyone who donated, yes. if you're listening. <laughs> and with getting, you know, the 3K for the film, how was all of that distributed in y'all's set? Most of it went to our locations and uh, feeding everybody and getting equipment. Yeah. Yeah, I would say about... Um, so we... How much did we spend on food? It was... Um, it was a lot. Well, it was like our plan was five hundred for lunch, but then we also had to get snacks and stuff for everybody because it was long shoots. Yeah. So I um, will say we with the lunch situation, we were kind of able to to schedule it out to be a little bit better for us. So um, with film, you have to feed people every six hours. And uh, our first two shooting days were under six hours. So we didn't have to, like, feed technically, but we did provide breakfast. Um, so, like, because it was early in the morning, but people were out by lunch or, like, at one or two. So we still, like, had food. We had snacks, but that was able to, like, bring down our food budget a little bit. It was definitely a couple hundred bucks. Um, our locations were probably about averaging, like, 500 we had two locations, um, the fish hatchery here in San Marcos, that was like $400, mm-hmm. and then the Airbnb in Kyle was... It was like $600? Yeah. Um, and then I think equipment came out to only be like 300 400 I think 400 400 something like that. Um so yeah, it was just kind of like dispersing it where we needed, and I knew like, I feel like location and food was definitely going to be the biggest thing, um, and especially because like it's a student film, it's volunteer work, like you gotta feed these people, and it can't be like, I mean, pizza is great, but pizza makes you so sluggish on a set. Like we wanted nice, clean, lean food to to keep people's energies up, but also fill their bellies. That's another thing for students. Uh... I mean, we're all broke because <laughs> we're students. <laughs> but if you could try not to get pizza, because then, like, once you don't get pizza, it's like, oh, this is a little bit of a step yeah. up. We we had like like grilled chicken sandwiches and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, but also get people's like uh, f- dietary restrictions because yeah. like we had to have like that was our main thing. But we also had like alternatives for people who couldn't eat chicken people who um like we had to be aware of that like there was like a beef someone couldn't do beef couldn't do beef or pork yeah so that's just like something to be aware of um when getting food don't get anything that will make anybody sleepy so yeah most greasy heavy greasy pizza's fine if it's like hey we just wrapped thanks yeah pizza's fine we had cake for ours yeah (laughs) talking about um the film days especially like filming wise um how long does it usually take you to do those uh film days because i know it depends from like an actual film versus a short film Mm -hmm. how long do your days usually look like for our first two days um they were under six hours yeah and then weekend two was two 12 hour days yeah two 10 to 12 hour days um so yeah it really depends so like it's you kind of have to think of like the logistics of breaking it up when shooting. Um, and in this case, like all the fish hatchery stuff 
would be shot in one weekend and all uh, the Airbnb stuff would be shot in another. So you got to think about it on like location wise. Luckily, we just had two. You got to think about um, scheduling actors. That was another thing because the way we like shot our scenes, we didn't want to have like an actor come in, do one scene and then do nothing for the rest of the day until the very end. So like just kind of like scheduling that out. And uh, once you do that, that kind of determines how long of a day you do. So it really can vary, but I would say try not to go over 12. Um, that's usually like preferred. If you could do shorter, that's even better. Um, like no one is upset when you rap early. Yeah, <laughs> which we were able to do. The, um, the first weekend we rapped like an hour early both days. Nice. And yeah. how, what time would y'all usually start? Eight or nine. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the way y'all are, because it just sounds very organized, like the planning, the uh, getting locations, getting actors. Is this something they teach y'all as y'all going through like the film degree or? um, There's classes for it. There's like a, a business of film class, like producing class. Yeah. But I never took it. <laughs> yeah. I took both of those classes. Shout out Betty Buckley. She's amazing. Um, yeah, they teach you all that planning and stuff like that, but you really don't, well, with producing, you feel it. But uh, because it's for a grade, people aren't like thinking about it as like intently as they should. But we wanted to, we wanted to step up uh, from the last film. And so we're like, we have to plan and plan and plan and, since we had so long of like a a, pro, a period between like when we're gonna actually we were planning shoot. this since like September, yeah, up until the shoot date, which was April. And I would say like another thing too is just having that set experience. So I was able to take the things that I liked and didn't like about being scheduled and how sets were run, uh, and applied that. And another thing too, going back to networking. Shout out Tyra Williams, yes, our first Tyra, AD, Tyra. Uh, first assistant director. Um, and it was kind of just like we would come up with the shot list. We would have the script. We'd have like, um, what's it called? The line breakdown one? The line script. Line script. We would have like all that stuff. You give it to our friend Tyra. And then they would just go off and do everything that was needed. So like... Uh, we schedule. like delegated that off, like the schedule. Like they made the schedule, they made the call sheet. Um, they like helped schedule lunch. So I think that's another big thing too is like we didn't try to do it all ourselves. We weren't trying to like bite off more than we could chew. And like we had like meetings with all of the people in our crew before um, before we shot like months in advance just so that we're all on the same page. Um, we made sure everybody who was, uh, or most people who were crew got to read the script and know what we were thinking or what we had in mind and had their input. Nice. And because I took video production and they teach us like, you know, taking multiple B-roll shots and everything. Anytime I watch a film now, I'm always think, looking at the angles and like some like watching George Lopez, you catch them saying one thing and when the camera turns to another character, they're still talking. Yeah. In a sense. So how does that work actually? 
for well for George Lopez, it's probably like a two camera setup. So they'll probably have an A cam, which is on like one side, and then B cam on the other side to catch like reactions and back and forth. But for us, it's just you have one take at one angle, and then you have another take at a different angle, and then you get to have fun. And your actors got to repeat. Yes, it's uh, it's very repetitive. Okay, that's what I was kind of thinking because like I do, like watching movies. That's what pops in my head. I was like, how many times did they have to say this line or do this part, saying it different ways and doing different things? So that's like really interesting. No, it's usually a lot. I would say we maxed. I think the most we did was like eight takes for one shot. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, but we usually kept it around like four or five, I think. I think it was closer to like five or six. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then something we did also, because, I mean, I've been on sets where it's gone up to like 20 or more. People are just not getting it. Um, but what we did is we had, uh, Jordan had rehearsals with the actors beforehand. And um, another thing for uh young filmmakers to do is I since I was an actor I knew like um like how to do the background info like the given circumstances and all of that so I would create a little character biography for all of the characters I made them a playlist I talked to them about who their characters were when they were cast and I sent it out to them and so that they could um fit better into the role i guess do you feel that as a director actually uh because i've noticed in some films it's up to like either the actor's interpretation of a character and then there's other directors that are more prepared with that type of knowledge do you feel as a director it's your responsibility to give the actors that type of research or should the actors do it upon themselves to make that character who they are I, for me personally, I feel like it's my responsibility because um, doing that research is extra work for them. And I feel like if I'm asking you to work on my project, I I should know like the ins and out of this world I'm creating. Because they're going to ask you like, well, why am I doing this? And you need to know, like, why. And most of the stuff we use for the background isn't even, like, in the film, but it just informs uh, their character. And some of that research, I think, can be um, skewed and lead people further away from the intended vision uh, that the director wanted. So I think it's, like, not against doing that extra research on your own, but I feel like a director a director should provide, you know, like initial mm-hmm. research. And how was the casting process for y'all? I'm lucky in that I was uh friendly with most of the actors in the cast. I hadn't knew them before or hung out with them. I think I hung out with all of them at least once. Uh, one of our actors was in Buzzkill, and I had worked, been in a play with him, and the others uh, were just people that I knew, and I cast off of, like, vibe, mostly. Because mm-hmm. I think, because Henry mm-hmm. is in um, the short film. Did y'all reach out to him and say, hey, we think you'd be good for this character? Or you just like, hey, come audition? Or what was... 
for Henry, I um I saw him at like a hangout event with some of these actors and I had chit chatted with him for a bit. Then like come December, I was like, oh, Henry would be perfect for this role. And so I uh I just texted him on Instagram. So for each character that you created for your short film, you had somebody in mind or, you know? Pretty much, pretty much. I have, like, I try to keep, like, three people in mind when I'm writing so that I can, uh, like, visualize it in my head and I could try and, like, skew the character towards their needs, I guess. That makes sense. That's pretty dope, though. Uh, you had mentioned like you were kind of comparing Buzzkill compared to this one right now. How are they different? Well, not like the theme of it or anything, but like your process in creating these. How are they different? Well, the process for uh, one, it's uh, because Imposter is not a school project. So I'm not, uh, I had a lot more time and I had to be more responsible with my deadlines. So I had to be, it was good because I could, whenever I wanted to, I could plan it or make, do all these things for it. Uh, but I wasn't beholden to a, a, a deadline. And another thing about Buzzkill is I would get a lot of uh, input from professors, which was nice. This one, I just mostly got input from uh, people who knew me. And um, I had a lot more time to write the script because I had basically, I started a draft in June. That was the first draft. And then I took a break from it. I had to write a feature film for my screenwriting class last semester. So whenever I could, I would try to like crank something. But the real like grind of the writing process was over Christmas break. And so I would like turn in like two, two or three drafts a week. I would always bother Fred. I'm like, oh, I have a new draft. And he's like, I thought you just did. <laughs> so. No, yeah, I would, uh, I would read like draft number 10 and he'd come to me like the next day with draft like 14. <laughs> we went up to 20. Yeah. I had, I had to tell myself like, okay, we're going to stop at 20. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What made you feel like it was the final draft at that point? Um, It was mostly because I, I'm pretty, I write a lot of dialogue. And so I'm like, I don't want this to get any longer because it's not going to be a short film if I keep touching it. And to it just, it, we were already in a good spot, like at draft 15, where I was like, I could shoot this. And so I think I had refined it enough to where it's it was ready. I know when we would sit down, um, like every now and then Jordan would say like, oh, I feel something's missing, I feel something's missing. Uh, and I think uh, around the time we got to draft 20 was when we, we tweaked the, the Rodney scene. Um, and that felt a little bit better and set better. Um, and Jordan was like, okay, like nothing feels missing now. 
Uh, so that was like that scene had got changed and what it, it will be in the film. And then it's just like kind of refining that. And that ended up being like the shooting script and the script. Because uh, once we finished that, that's where like, okay, we have a shooting script. If we had to go and shoot this tomorrow, we're confident in the script. So that's when we decided to go ahead and launch the Indiegogo. You've been a part of a film festival. Have you been a part of a film festival? I guess technically, technically. by association. Okay. Uh, I, I did camera as well for Buzzkill. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I was going to ask, since you have submitted well, one short film to a film festival, do you like doing film festivals when you submit work or would you rather do a 24-hour or a 36-hour or even like, you know? I think... I've never done a twenty, uh, like a forty-eight hour or seventy-two hour film festival before, but I think any exposure you can for your work is golden. I think it's a great exercise. It's a it's a great way to kind of just like force creativity, get you on your toes, um, and just to go out and like make something. Mm-hmm. And it shows you like some festivals, like. I'm not going to lie, a lot of them you don't get into, but sometimes they'll tell you why. And those critiques will always make you a stronger filmmaker Mm -hmm. um, once because you you take that and you're like, oh, I can work on that and get better for the next one. Mm -hmm. So is that how going into a film festival works is that you turn in your work? There are people that like look over it and they choose to like put it in or... So the process is like uh, you finish a version of your film, you you submit it. You have to pay to submit for most of them. Um, and then you wait a few weeks or months, and then you'll get an email that says either you got in or you didn't. And if you get in, you get a little laurel that's like that you can put on your poster. Oh, wow. And I mean, and kudos to you for, like, having the courage to, like, do what you want to do and, like, submit it to stuff like that. Because I'm still, like, procrastinating on turning in some of my voiceover work because I'm just afraid someone's going to be like, this sucks. We don't want you. <laughs> oh, same. All my stuff is uh, unlisted. <laughs> They're unlisted videos on YouTube. I'm going to go look for it now. <laughs> They're unlisted. <laughs> You've seen Picnic. Oh, yeah. yeah. I do remember that. Um, so Freddie, since you are a graduate, yeah, (laughs) my mind went blank. I'm sorry. Uh, what are you like in the process of doing now? Like moving forward, trying to, you know, dip your toes more into the film industry. What are you doing now? Um, I guess for right now, uh, I would like to start, uh, getting just a lot more consistent work just across the board, consistent freelance work, consistent, um, set work, uh, any way that I can. Um, and that's the plan. So with like freelancing, some of the steps I would like to take is to like set up a portfolio, a portfolio for like people to look at, maybe like a website, um, just kind of like get more exposure, um, and just like advertise myself just like, Hey, I could do videography work, photography work for you. Um, this month has been really well. I've I've taken a few senior photos, so stuff like that. But I I would just like some consistent stuff. Like I'm getting a couple things every month, and then with set work, I w- I would like it to be the same where I'm I'm getting 
like like I said, a couple things every month, or honestly, hopefully, weekly. Um, but I'm just not there yet. I I probably just need to be more social when <laughs> when I got meet people. But yeah, that that's the plan right now. It's just to I kind of have my foot in the door. I have done like uh like a paid like set job, and so um it's usually the thing of like I'll have a a buddy kind of send me like hey, are you available these days? There's like a, a commercial filming here. It's about this. And I'm like, yes. And I'm like, okay. Uh, they'll send my contact over. And it's usually like sometimes someone will reach out and it just doesn't work out. It's usually like whoever's the first number they get and the first person to get back to them is probably the one they're going to pick. And I like to sleep in, so <laughs> that's on me. Yeah, and like both of you are creators. But for free, I feel... From when I hear you talk, you're always more on the filming side of it. Like you're behind the camera. Very technical. Yeah. Yeah, very technical. So do you prefer being the technical guy messing with the angles and the camera and everything? Or are you also planning to be creative and putting your own stuff out there? I would like to do both. I mean, I, I think the goal eventually is to also direct as well. Um, I just haven't done it in a long time. But... I do really enjoy um, camera. I really like uh, filming on set. I really just like being on a set, just like the the set mentality, the environment. I really enjoy that stuff. Um, and I, I think it's a thing of like, I really like kind of being put under a little pressure because usually like you're, you're problem solving in your head constantly. Like something pops up every hour, every hour. And I... Oddly enough, I think I I thrive with that. But I, w- I would like to do both um, if I can. As a grad, um, and you mentioned about your portfolio before, especially like you since you have your own website, what do you, well, what advice can you give people that are wanting to build up their portfolio? Like should they focus more on their strengths or them being well-rounded? Um, so... I haven't made the website or the portfolio yet. Um, that's just something I've been wanting to do. Mm. But I, yeah, I would say like the main focus of a portfolio is to show off your strengths. Um, you want to like kind of put your your best foot forward with that kind of stuff because, like, it, it's definitely a um, quality over quantity kind of thing here. Because um, I'd rather look at someone who's got like three really good pieces of work instead of like a hundred okay so-so work um and that's the thing too like uh more geared on freelancing i would say take jobs that play to your strength i i wouldn't um try to do something uh that i'm not super comfortable with on like that kind of scale mm-hmm. and jordan since you are fixing to graduate congratulations by the way congrats to you too thank you <laughs> uh what are your plans moving forward after you get your degree so I'm uh I was an intern at the Austin Film Festival. So I'm planning on uh, I will be teaching kids how to make film in the summer. Oh wow. Um and hopefully I can lead that can lead into a job with the festival. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, that's kind of my plan for the next like six months and try to start working on stuff again but that's actually pretty dope um 
I always hear stories about people going from like doing this, like being a musician or being a film director or any of that, and they just go into teaching. And it's a passion for them that they also want others to learn from their passion. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm I'm a little nervous because I've never taught anybody anything. I think I'm still learning. Mm-hmm. Um so it'll be a fun experience. The students will teach you yeah. just as much as <laughs> yeah. them. you learn from your students. <laughs> Even with you teaching, you're still planning to like create more stuff and like go further into film. Yeah, it's only gonna be for the summer. So I'm definitely like as soon as we hit publish on Imposter, and uh, then I'm gonna go write. I'll take a few days off, and then I'm gonna go start writing something again. Cool. Have you ever planned on uh, doing like animation work? Because I know a lot of directors they do a lot of live action, but some of them even do animation type stuff. See, um, animation is a lot. I don't know if I have. I'm built for it. <laughs> that's the thing. I've got a short attention span. Mm. Okay, that's fair. Well, I mean, in the future, you ever need some voiceover work. I got y'all. I got you. <laughs> um, I mean, throughout this whole episode, y'all have been giving nothing but good advice to people throughout it. Um, is there any more advice? Uh, anything you think people should know if they're trying to go into this industry? Watch movies. Watch movies. Like, I can't stress enough. Like, watch as much as you can. Watch a lot of foreign films. Actually, that's watch more foreign films than you do American ones because you will learn. It will be like a mind blowing experience for you. And you'll learn so much as a director. And then to add on to that, I'd say just like, work to build your network and just work on your craft always be even if it's like you're making a project for no one to ever see it's still an opportunity for you to improve your skills Mm -hmm. um so like like i said earlier like i have a lot of stuff that i haven't released or anything and i'm okay with that because for me i still learn so much making it that like it will apply and like follow through later so to wrap up you know, this episode for today, where do you guys see yourselves in the future? Because I know that you're already graduated. You're going to graduate. Where do you see yourself either like 10, five, whatever, how many years from now? That's a, that's a pretty tough question. Heavy one. Um, I don't know. I, 10 years from now, I hopefully am I'm going to still be making films. So just trying to be a more established director working. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I could plan my life that far in advance. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll just say ditto. Ditto. <laughs> um, for everybody listening, how can they follow, you know, Imposter coming out soon? Uh, the Instagram is imposter underscore film. And we'll be updating that um, as frequently as we can. Yeah. I understand that. And for y'all individually, because obviously you're trying to do freelance, you're still working on stuff. Like if people want to reach out to you and like utilize your skills, how could they each uh, reach out to y'all personally? Um, my Instagram is a little long. It's next level Nimney, uh, N-I-M-E-N-E. 
and you can follow me there. You don't have a portfolio up or anything yet? Not yet, but it will be coming soon. For sure. Uh, I think my Instagram is freddy.47. Yeah. <laughs> I made it when I was like, I don't know, 13. Don't judge the name, but uh, yeah. Yeah, my name is in reference to a Charlie XCX song. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, we are getting close to that time. So to wrap up this episode, we usually like to end on shout outs. So, Jordan, do you have anybody you would like to shout out? Uh, I want to shout out my friends, Reagan, Ty, Marte. Uh, Shout out to Dizzy, who is our uh, second assistant director. Shout out to every cast member and crew member on Imposter. Yeah, uh yeah i guess i'll piggyback off that like big shout out to everyone who helped and was involved in the film um shout out to my family because they donated yes shout out to my family too because they donated shout out to the donors yeah thank y'all and uh who else uh shout shout out shout out jordan finnell shout out fred eicholtz my roommate great guy yeah He's I hope a, he's he, listening. He's a Fred's an okay guy. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree. <laughs> uh, shout out Jared because we would bother him a lot uh, asking about his opinion for the film. Uh, another shout out. I'll shout out my friend Amari. She helped look at the script. Shout out Michael Hobranus and Emery Jones because they also read the script and gave me some advice. And Taylor Wright. Uh, shout out to Taylor Wright. He was an alum here, but he did great work on the first weekend. Shout out Edgar Lopez because he helped assist, did some assistant camera work and he read like a lot of the scripts and gave me some advice. Shout out to Aiden. Yes, shout out to our my guy Aiden Seligman. Without him, it would not be looking that great. He gave us some great lights and did some great work. But yeah, just cast, crew, anyone who donated, anyone who like gave any input. Uh, we thank you so much for that. Uh, it really meant a lot to us and it helped us so much. Literally, could not have made this without them. Okay, so <laughs> shout out to what's it called? All the people listening to the prep talk. Um, are we number one on on the SoundCloud? Our first episode, Hello, My Name Is, is the most popular track for KTSW SoundCloud. I think we have 99 nice, views right now. Nice, Yeah. So shout out to everybody that's listening already. Just be sure to, you know, keep it up with, you know, the other episodes. Because yes, that's please. like yeah. this one. Specifically. Yes. <laughs> Specifically this one. For for my little heart. Listen to this one. <laughs> um, what's it called? Shout out to Tori. I know she can't be here because she's sick. So shout out to you. I really hope that you get to make it for I think our last episode, right? Mm-hmm. Our last episode is next week. So be sure to tune into that next week. Um shout out to people that have inspired me throughout the years. And that's pretty much it. Yeah, definitely shout out to you know, everyone who has been listening, thank y'all for your support. Like, shout out to Tori as well. Hope you feel better soon, kid. Um, shout out to, you know, shout out to you too. Thank y'all for coming on the show. We know you are busy with the short film and everything. Um, Fred, you're an amazing co-worker and I miss you. 
Shout out our coworkers. <laughs> yeah, shout out, shout out our coworkers. Um, but no, thanks, thanks for having us. No, I really on the, appreciate on the show. It, it was course, great. It was fun. Ed, like we've been saying, this is how you network. Yeah, and so like hopefully in the future y'all you know start doing big things. I'll be able to see y'all doing those things, and maybe one of these days I'll be working with y'all. Who knows? Um, yeah, just shout out to everybody. Is there anybody specifically? Let's go with Cyrus, because Jordan knows yeah, Cyrus. Shout oh, yeah. out Cyrus. Shout out to Cyrus. I don't know if he's been listening to these at all. But yeah, shout out to Cyrus because he made our little friend group happen at uh the AC. Shout out Maddie. Oh yeah. Is <laughs> it a say Maddie right now? Dang. Sorry, Maddie. Shout out to Maddie <laughs> for suggesting. Suggesting Jordan and Fred. And yeah, kind of without her, we wouldn't have had her. Maybe. I might have talked to Fred about it. We had talked before the episode came out, yeah, a little bit. For sure. But I, I was on the fence because I don't like public speaking. Yeah. I mean, you're doing fine. You're great, my <laughs> friend. <laughs> Thank you. But, yeah, that wraps up this episode of the Prep Talk, you guys. And until next time, we will see you all then. Bye. 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 Bye.